It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, as you can tell from my lack of a voice, we are covering C2E2 2022 <laughs> uh, and, and everything that went on there. Uh, Discovery is killing all of the DC movie projects, it seems like, so uh, buckle up for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I feel that's the understatement of the, the century. What yeah. a wild news week. Yeah, it's going to get wilder <laughs> when we get into some more details here. Um, mm-hmm. Daredevil is getting his yellow suit officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. Yeah, I, I'm doing Chris a service here, and we are going to keep this podcast quick, tight, yeah. entertaining, as always, because he is half dead, because <laughs> as we all know, every year he goes to C2E2, yes. which is the Chicago's Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, I think you described it perfectly a couple weeks ago, where it's like the largest, like, biggest incarnation of a local Comic-Con that yeah. exists, in a way, and like, kind of like, the level after that is kind of when you get into like more of like, I would say like a circus type mm-hmm. of deal. Yeah, um, so. like anything bigger than this, and like you're gonna have multiple facilities and like outdoor activations, right? Like we are the peak of like everything is in one building, panels are in one building, and that's what you need to do, and that makes a really a nice compact um, event where you don't have to worry about going millions of places or waiting in a lot of lines. So yeah, yeah. we had some uh, we had some fans of the show there. Well, I saw Superfan yep. Jim was there with his yes. daughter. Yes, Jim, some, Jim and Hannah were my. Jim and Hannah were my roommates, so uh, <laughs> gonna yeah, they took some, they took some great them. cosplay pictures too. I felt mm-hmm. like I was uh, there, a great kite man to get yes. cosplay uh, uh, to capture there. Uh, Do you, if yes. you want, well, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk. I'm gonna put a note in here for cosplay because I don't have this, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna put a cosplay note in here because I want I want to ask you a couple of questions and see how close you are to some of these things. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, we, uh, yeah. we went ahead and we we put an entire uh, segment at the top of the show here for Chris to chat about C2E2. Uh, but I, I've been recommending a certain show to every single person I've come across this week. Every, every, everyone, everyone that has been within a distance of my mouth, I have told them to go on Apple Plus because I know you got it because you either bought like an iPhone or an iPad or a MacBook at some point in time in the last six months and you know you got like a free subscription Mm -hmm. of it and you don't even know it. So over on Apple Plus, there's amazing six episode limited series that just wrapped up on Friday called Blackbird stars Taryn Edgerton, which we are familiar with on this show for being the the man in Kingsman. Yep. I don't even remember what his name name Eggie. was in that movie. Eggie, that's right. It's Eggie. He was he was the titular Kingsman, if you will. Yeah, Not he, to be confused with the King's Man movie, which yeah, I still haven't seen yet. He's the king and he uh, was also Elton uh, in the Elton John biography as well. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. So uh Taryn Edgerton, we're fans of here at the show, but surprisingly, the reason I will recommend this show is an actor by the name of Paul Walter Hauser. Now, there's a chance that you've seen him before in something, but maybe you've just never internalized the name yet. He is, um, if you're familiar with Cobra Kai, the show, 
he plays a character by the name of Stingray, which is one of uh, the older adults in the show, which joins the uh, kind of the children's karate classes. So he's a very comedic relief character, and he braids his goatee uh, to be a Stingray. He's very hilarious in it. Or if you've also seen the live-action adaptation of Cruella, he okay. plays one of Cruella's henchmen, Horace, kind of like the bigger, stouter guy. So there's a chance you cross paths with him. He's been in some other things as well. But this show is based on true events, and it's about Taron Edgerton plays kind of like a low, a low-level 90s drug dealer mm-hmm. that ends up going to jail, and in order to commune his sentence, he makes a deal with the FBI to get locked up in a higher security prison to elicit a confession from... Uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who's playing a real-life serial killer. And, man, the performances in this show are fabulous. The so, the only downside about this show is we binged five episodes and then had to wait, like, an entire week to watch the last episode. This is such a bingeable, bingeable just, like, you know, leg-gripping, just uh, yeah. drama. It's, it's insane. It's so good. Like, this is going to be, like, plastered all over the Emmys next year. You got to go watch it. It's great. It's amazing. But uh, Paul Walter Hauser's performance is amazing. Like, he has cemented himself as, like, like uh, somebody that I'm always going to watch uh, movies or TV shows that he's in. So uh, I don't know if you – have you heard of this, Chris, before? Yeah, I've, I've seen the production. Uh, there was some something with the production that caused some issues um, pretty pretty early I think, on. Um, I think they had – they actually – they. I was reading an interview with uh, with uh, Paul Hauser, and he was saying they had issues with a hurricane and COVID delays, and yeah. Taron Edgerton and the Paul Walter Hauser, the stars, they had to actually turn down some roles that they were committed to in order to finish the show. But uh, the way he phrased it, I think they had the choice to do it, so props to them yeah. if that's well, the case for sticking around and finishing. Yeah, I, I would say um, I know Paul Walter Hauser because of he, he was the controversial movie Richard Jewell. You know that one? Yeah, uh, that popped up a couple times when I was yeah. researching him after this. So that was a Clint Eastwood movie about the um, – but it was like some guy alerted the authorities that there's a bomb at the Olympics and they evacuated it. It's fine. And then he gets blamed for putting the bomb there because he alerted people. Um but he, he plays the main character, uh, Richard Jewell. And, you know, he doesn't look like, you know, you wouldn't think look at him like, oh, he's, he's a great actor kind of dude just looking at him. But mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think he's been in a couple, like, uh, Always Sunny maybe, a community yeah, of other he's, comedy shows. Yeah, he's, am- he's amazing. He's usually – I've seen him mainly in a comic relief, so it was great to kind of see him in this serious role. And, like, a lot of kind of, like, true life stories, they do the thing – at the uh, at the end where they kind of show the pictures of the real life people and like he man just mm-hmm. just great job getting yeah. a glowing review so if you got Apple Plus cruise on over uh, after you finish Severance of course which I've been telling everybody to watch every week since I finished it months ago watch Severance then roll on over watch Blackbird it's uh, great mm-hmm. and I'll leave it there Chris and let you yeah. let you dive in well I'm gonna do the the um the, the two things that we always talk about. Um, we've got to let everyone know new stuff coming out. Sandman is now on Netflix as of Friday. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch this, obviously. Been on the show floor. And uh, Prey is on Hulu. Um, people, I heard people talking about it on the show floor. So I know these are both getting um, watched by, by fans. I've not looked into reviews or anything else. But uh, if you're looking for content, you have the series, all of Sandman on Netflix, season one. And the movie Prey by... Um, 
Dan Trackenberg, who did um, mm-hmm. Tin Cloverfield Lane on, on Hulu. So uh, check those out. All right, let's jump into the goodies. This is where the goodies happen. And <laughs> as you can tell by my raspy voice, I have had a wonderful three days. Um, I guess three three convention days, four days total. We, we leave on Thursdays at C2E2, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Now, what is fascinating about C2E2 this year, Mike, is that it's in August. It's never been in August. It's always been in um, officially uh, pre-COVID between February, March, and April. Um, so I've never had a warm uh, season in Chicago. And <laughs> let me tell you, we walked everywhere. My friend Jeremy got, I think he got like 17 miles worth of steps on Friday alone uh, in, in his shoes. Uh, so uh, we, we walked everywhere. We had a really good time. I, again, shout out to the super fan Jim, his daughter, Hannah, uh, who were my roommates uh, at the hotel, we we split the room. They're, they they were great, um, you know. And then uh, also listener Jason Ambrosius, he was there. It's his first C two E two. He loved it so much. He's going to come back next year. Um, if anyone else was on the floor I, and I didn't get to see you, I'm I'm sorry. I found out my one of my favorite bands has a concert in town. So Saturday I left a little early uh, to go watch them down the road. So obviously my voice is out from singing along to Coheed and Cambria and Alkaline Trio songs along the way now i was going to ask you mike cosplayers what do you think the number one cosplay this year was if you could just take a guess oh oh that's the thing it's always what it is is there's got to be a level of um uh ease into it Mm -hmm. right you know you can't just say like batman because batman takes a lot of armor a lot of time a lot of pieces you know usually it's something that's clothing based uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and take a shot in the dark and say probably something from Marvel streaming, maybe like Miss Marvel mm-hmm. would be my guess. Well, um, no, uh, I didn't say Miss Single Marvel. Number one, Hellfire Club T-shirts. Uh, oh, Stranger Things dr- dressed up, up as yep. Eddie Munson, uh, mostly um, <laughs> gender swapped Eddie Munson. Girls with long black, you know, that longer hair done mm-hmm. up to look like Eddie. So. Huge shout out to, to to that. Second, I would say I saw a lot of Scarlet Witches this year. The, oh, the full okay. evil Scarlet Witch outfits. A lot of people went into that. Third, obviously Star Wars, but I would specifically say Mandalorian armor of varying um, crossovers. So there was an entire Toy Story Mandalorian crowd. So like Buzz Lightyear done in Mandalorian armor. Woody in Mandalorian armor. Oh, that's um, great. Uh, yeah, uh, Jason uh, got a picture of it, shared it with me. Because uh, we were eating when I saw them, so I didn't get, I didn't get anything with them. So I'm going to, um, you know, I'll put that up online later. But that, I think that that was fantastic. A lot of Star Wars this year, I think. It was, but there were Star Wars panels. Um, we had um, Rosario Dawson was today, so we didn't get to see her. But, you know, there's the uh, the Inquisitors. Um, the Grand Inquisitor and the Third Sister were there doing photo science mm-hmm. had a panel. So uh, a lot of, lot of Star Wars with that. Um, I also got to talk and visit the Bandai, uh, I guess, uh Booths, including, I believe they do the One Piece stuff. Um, I'm not as familiar with One Piece, but I'm a Dragon Ball guy, Mike. They said they told me meet mm-hmm. them by the Gohan statue, and I'm like, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> um, they also do some uh, some Marvel and uh, Star Wars stuff. They have a Millennium Falcon leaving Mos Espa, um, like the I guess that pit that the the ships park in, right? Um, that was pretty good in size. They do Gundams. I know you're a Gundam fan, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they do all the Gundam model kits there. Something I saw that was really cool, do you remember Tamagotchis and Digimons? 
Um, oh, yes, very yeah. much so. So, like, you carried them around with you, right? And, uh, it, 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 like, as you as you carried them, they were healthy, they, they trained, and you could fight with your Digimon, right? So, they've integrated that into, essentially, a smart wearable now. So, uh, because that was essentially early fitness tracking, right? It was your Digimon partner. And now, they have a Digimon band you put on your wrist, and, like, you can put in, like, you can, it comes with, like, an Agumon. Or you can buy, like, other Digimon, like cards to put in it on this little screen and literally as you walk and and track your thing you get a like train your digimon up even more so uh it's gamified uh the i I, the the walking the fitness thing but also they've already been doing this it's just a more efficient form than carrying a little egg-shaped pill yeah i don't know if digimon's making some sort of like resurgence i i was talking with a friend this weekend that said there's a popular digimon title that is coming out or has already recently come out for the switch that's uh, supposed to be something like different, new, and yeah, exciting. It was delayed quite a bit, and um, uh, it was one of those things like it, it, the hype from being delayed. And apparently, it's really good. I, I I know exactly what he's talking about, but I couldn't pick the name up uh, right away. But yeah, I mean, Digimon's making a resurgence. There's also an anime, like a retelling, a remake of the original series as well, uh, out and about. So. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, it's fantastic. I, I, Bandai was a, a booth I'd recommend stopping by, taking a look at it. They did. Um, they do Shinron, um, like statues. You get the the big dragon, right, with the dragon balls. It's really mm-hmm. fun. So uh, shout out to Bandai. I'm gonna be uh, talking with them a little bit more. Uh, uh, shout out to listener of the show Kumbayahu on Twitter for recommending a, uh, a physics escape room based out of the. Um, I think one of the university's physics uh, teams made an escape room. And you have to oh, use cool. science to get out. So I, we booked for four because that's all we had. The other four people, the, the random people, were literally four people in Squirtle outfits. They were the Squirtle <laughs> squad from Pokemon. Uh, that's great. That's so amazing. Um, and, and you never know what kind of group you're going to get. And they were they actually ended up being really cool. Um, we we solved it with less than a minute to go. So you know that's a big success for us. Um, Question about the Squirtle Squad. Obviously, yes. I'm assuming they all had sunglasses, yes, right? Yes, they did. They did not have uh, the, the, the leader one. He was somewhere else. That's what I was going about yeah. to ask. Like, who was the leader of the yeah, squad? They, I they, guess they, maybe they decided, like, we're all friends. We don't want to pick favorites. We're all just yeah. going to be the, the the Squirtle Squad goons. Well, we'll let so, the leader be somebody else. The, yeah, well, they have a leader. He just wasn't in the escape room. He was somewhere else. Uh, so, Too cool for the escape room. Classic yeah. leader Cla- yeah. alpha ability. <laughs> yeah, he had to go do some other stuff. Now, we did see someone dress up as Ash, catch him, run up to him, and get photos with him. And then he was like, doing like a stuff. He's like, all right, on the count of three, you know what to say. And they're like, Squirtle. And you're like, so you're like, ah, everyone's in on this. It's really fun to see that <laughs> synergy at a, at a Comic-Con um, for that. Uh, again, I mentioned the Star Wars celebrities. Here's there. Um, I know Superfan Jim and Jason got to go to a Michael Rooker panel. Um, oh, apparently, he's just as sarcastic in real life as he is uh, in, in the shows and movies he's in. And they called James Gunn on his cell phone in the panel on speakerphone. Uh, he went to voicemail, but they all sang him happy birthday on his voicemail uh, while they were in there. So um, things you can only do at conventions, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't run into Michael Rooker on the street and get to do that. So um, I will say for this year, there were no comic publishers at all on the floor. No Marvel, no DC, no Image, no Dark Horse, no Boom, no anything there. Wow. Which is a stark contrast from when we're normally there. So for that... A lot of comic people either canceled or did not come. Uh, mm-hmm. So for people who read comics, it's signatures. You want to meet them. It's really disappointing. Tragic this year. 
Um, I talked to someone um, who'd been to San Diego and said that literally all the publishers spent all their money going to San Diego and couldn't make this in two weeks. All right, because mm, they'd wow. have to send everybody out and do all the money again. Recuper. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the unintended consequences of having like a, a warm con, right? Because when it's earlier in the year, you know, you can spread out your budget at least across a different quarter of the yeah. year. Yeah, and, and you would get to see the profits from it and all that other fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, from there. So with that note, C two E two is moving back to March March thirty first, April first and second of next year. So. Uh, we are going back to our standard, regularly <laughs> scheduled program. I'm very excited. If anyone wants to go, please tell us. I would love to get everybody out there. It's such a great time um, just, just hanging out and experiencing it. You know, um, I did pick up one very rare Adult Swim collectible, which is the Master Shake with a Moth Monster Man from Aqua Teen. Um, oh, great. Moth Monster Man is voiced by H. John Benjamin. Uh, so that's a, a, a deep cut for you Archer and Bob's Burgers fans there. Um for back in like 2002, three, whenever that came out. Um, so that was um, pretty pretty cool. And then um, uh, I was trying to think of what else I got. Um, but I'll come, I'll, we'll come back to that later, you know, if, if it comes up. But like really, uh, Chicago Comic Con is great, um, like I said, because it's all in one facility. It's all walking distance from great uh, things to do downtown. They have really developed this area a lot in the past 12 years I've been going. Um, it used to just be kind of empty um, vacant parking lots and now there's like restaurants and bars and like um, I guess uh, things we, we, like what, what housing units like condos so like it's a, a much nicer area than it used to be um, mm-hmm. over, over, the, over the time and I'm, I'm really excited for that so I can't recommend it enough Mike I'll probably talk about it more next week when I get my voice back a little bit but um, <laughs> did you have any questions before we jumped into the actual news for it you know what? I'm just glad you had a great time. Some fun adventures ha- had by all, and I'm just glad that the the Midwest in Chicago yeah. has something like this for people out there. I saw that Jim and his daughter took a train because they're in yes. Iowa, I believe. Correct? That is correct. Yeah, so that's so cool that you can hop on a train, head over there, and head have a great Comic Con. So great, loved it. What great news in juxtaposition to the next bit of news? To the most confusing thing that has happened in a very long time. Um, Warner Brothers officially has canceled uh, Batgirl the movie after this has been completed filming and was slated for a streaming release this fall theatrical release in other countries they don't have HBO Max uh, they've spent 70 million on this film Mike and I just don't know what to make of this yeah, this is wild. It was uh, it was a whirlwind of a week, right? Because uh, really popular and accurate entertainment news outlets like The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline were breaking the news before this uh, was hitting officially on Thursday, which is when Warner Discovery, whatever they're technically called now, had their earnings call on Thursday. So it was all but confirmed that all of these slashings and hackings and uh, cutting from two companies merging uh, was leaking earlier in the week. And uh, yeah, Batgirl was the biggest news out of all that. I don't know actually if we've gotten another official cancellation out there yet, but there's statements that everything HBO Max related could possibly Mm -hmm. be on the chopping block. But that also doesn't clear things up very well either because to the lay person out there, honestly, what's the difference between HBO Max and HBO anymore, right? It's all basically comes down to like balance sheets and columns and accountants, if you will. And that's exactly the reason that they said that they've 
canceling Batgirl. They are saying that yeah. they, they're going to write it off as a loss because when Discovery merged with Warner Brothers, they inherited a ton of debt. So they yeah. have to start slashing. So their stock will start trading at the amount that they want it to. Yeah. So cuts are coming down the line. But usually when this happens, right, you know, we hear cuts when it comes to jobs, which is really unfortunate because it's at a very human level, right? Mm-hmm. We don't often hear cuts when it comes to things that are practically done you know you can see tv shows getting canceled that happens all the time in the tv world anyway but for a movie to be canned just before it comes out i it's just it just it seems it seems reckless to me yeah it's it's wild (laughs) so uh the reports i saw were like they have to save was it like three they have to find 300 million dollars somewhere to save Mm -hmm. in the budget um, and you might be asking, you, they film this. There's no way they can save money. There are several ways they can save money. One is after uh, post uh, post effects, right? Uh, post production. Mm-hmm. Second is marketing. So they said uh, they're estimating to save 15 to 20 million on not releasing Batgirl alone. Um, also, payouts. Uh, I guess I mean on streaming, you're getting subscriptions. You still have to pay out residuals somehow, right? Um, for for some actors or producers. Um, also, you know, there was a big article, the big one, the first article we saw, the big dramatic article, Batgirl's canceled because audiences hate this movie. It's the worst movie <laughs> we've ever seen. Um, Mike, is this true? No, it's not. No, no it's categorically not. <laughs> wrong. We, we've seen some uh, rumors out there online because this show, like, as everyone has said, this movie has had test screenings. That means people have technically seen this movie and the internet exists. So uh, opinions have already come out there. So uh, the word from these test audiences, uh, before we even talk about official scores, which kind of categorizes their thoughts and yep. numbers, right, is that this movie was fine. Like, nothing to the realm of so bad that it couldn't be released and I'm glad that you have this bullet point in here as uh, well because yeah. I saw this out there that this is scoring along the lines of a lot of other movies you've already seen that you liked <laughs> well this movie is uh, this movie's not coming out um, Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods this movie got the same cinema score or not cinema test score as uh, as Shazam 2 which you know everyone is just as hyped for right and going to theatrical release which will cost a lot more money um it also probably recoup some in theaters but you know uh, it's just the the headlines lean towards the dramatic immediately they want to be radicalized like oh my god this movie sucks obviously they cancel it so it means it sucks that's not true at all in this case it seems like so um the other thing is uh, the official statement is Warner Brothers and DC slash Discovery are changing direction on how they're making their movies. And we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. Um, and and what has this has done is really put an already, you know, confused, angry, destitute DC fan base in like an uproar because like this Batgirl's first is Blue Beetle next is the Black Canary movie you know next is the green lantern stuff next like what is what is safe at this point and i've seen <laughs> and we'll talk about another little bit like everybody uh on um uh, like if you have a movie at hbo max everyone's like is it safe like are are you gonna get canceled here in a, in a little bit so um this is just absolutely wild uh, about batgirl because they got michael keaton original batman back for this right they've gotten mm-hmm. jk simmons as commissioner gordon they got the one girl from that um, In the Heights to be Batgirl. She's not been in any other movies before. But, like, I don't think she's a problem. But, like, it, this is a big project with big names. And the, it's just mind-blowing yeah. to think it can just be 
the rug pulled out from under you three months from release. Yeah, it's just it's it's so wild, and also the way a lot of the times Hollywood works, the creatives involved in these projects, they often don't get word in advance of what's happening. So these people that have dedicated their lives to these specific creative projects are finding out like around the same time that just the general public is. So you can you imagine just going on Twitter one day and be like, wait what's happening to my movie uh that is a definitely a scenario that could have happened so that that sucks and then also like when it comes to hollywood you're only allowed to be so mad out in public right because you don't want to sour any future projects because who knows they could feel bad in a way that they're losing like these creative partnerships with these talented people so hopefully the creative team behind batgirl will have some redemption or maybe they get to do a bigger better project they've always wanted to do so at least another chance out there the directors for batgirl are the direct are are the showrunners for miss marvel um Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know if if people didn't know that that is the same two guys um was a deal and lrb i believe are the the last names um or i I don't know but they they show like even kevin feige reached out to them like hey look guys we are so sorry for everything that's happening to you kind of thing like the community has embraced them um the, Mm -hmm. the, the the directors and honestly, this might be a re- is this a reverse James Gunn scenario where Marvel <laughs> like it's like you know what you lost this let's go give you a project in our neighborhood like let's you did great with Miss Marvel people are reacting we may not need to Miss Marvel too but what else do you want to do with us kind of along yeah. the way yeah and I mean I feel like this is a good segue into our next bullet point here about Warner Brothers in general but what was the like last bit of master planning that I think we kind of talked about for Warner Brothers slash HBO Max it was this weird kind of in between cinematic television universe where there might be some Green Lantern stuff some Gotham maybe related yep. TV shows you know Blue Beetles out there with set photos already so we we don't know what that world looks like uh, one thing that is for sure now I feel like we finally reached the point where if you've never really liked what DC's been doing recently with the you know DCEU if we still want to call it that just for clarification and the people who have loved what they've been doing we've reached a nexus point where we're both confused and upset <laughs> so yeah. at least we can all revel yeah. in this unity of what the hell are you doing Warner we, Brothers it, we've never you know we, we are critical of Warner Brothers simply because there seems to be no plan and you know they at least had stuff coming out right and we were like okay you're putting content out maybe something will come together you know it doesn't all have to be connected you know right the joker has proved that the batman has proved that batgirl seems to be an amalgamation of things but warner brothers um is apparently this is again from traces uh, with the discovery merger the director of, of, of this now whoever he is um his name has been dragged through the mud a lot this week online um is they're looking to do a 10-year plan aka the marvel method right to to their stories um the this would uh, i guess corroborate that ben affleck is back in as batman in um was that aquaman right um mm-hmm. if, if they're like gonna like okay look we're gonna stick with our dceu now and make a 10-year plan out of it um i think they could have easily released all this stuff and then just did a flashpoint but like all right whatever everything's new now um, start your tenure plan there, but like it seems like they're making some drastic decisions early on. And DC's like the first, the, I guess this is the biggest project on the chopping block that we have heard. Uh, yeah, so I mean, far. I won't say that this is an easy problem to solve, but also you kind of built yourself into this corner, right? You know, they've already they already have the Ezra Miller problem. 
mm-hmm. you know, coming down the pipeline. Well, they could well. have solved just a lot of these issues if just the quality of these films were better. Yeah. Like, if you just have to yeah. recast, you know, one, you know, actor moving forward, a lot easier to do if that's your only problem. But there's just so much, uh, well, so much happening here. There's the- one thing I will agree on. With this, uh, with this new CEO, uh, who I, who I believe was the head of Discovery, of Discovery yeah. and they are kind of now in charge of the whole kit and caboodle. Where uh, I think th- the direct quote that I'm paraphrasing is like, "We are interested in pursuing quality when it comes to the DC universe." And I was like, "I couldn't agree with you more." At least he's admitting out there what they've been making is not good and i will agree with that which was so funny what a stark difference to what we were talking about last week when we when the the news that you know batfleck is returning to this universe and Mm -hmm. i was kind of saying like oh it sounds like they're just doing the most easiest thing possible which is just make something that makes money don't worry so much about a plan let's just figure it out as we go along the way what what is the audience like yes just give it to them and let's get some money uh, but it seems like they are making the right choice and creating some sort of plan, which, you know, one could easily say it's the Marvel method. I would say it's just a good method no matter what. Well, I mean, well, why the hell, yeah. if you have these properties, you need a plan. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care whether these are connected or not. It's just like you, you spent a lot of money on this stuff. I hope you got an idea of what you're going to do with it. Well, I, I, I possibly, I think... I, I will disagree. Making a plan is not a solution. You have to have a good plan. And if they want to be Marvel, they, they've already tried this once, right? They're like, we, we're going to Zack Snyder, we're going to make it a, a DC-connected universe. And that fell flat. So I think the person running the ship does not need to be the CEO or, the, or the, the whoever's running Discovery. They need to get somebody in here who knows good films, right? Like, even connected or not... They're making the plan. It needs to be someone who makes good films. Discovery is not known for filmmaking, right? Like, they're known for Discovery Channel, HGTV, the Oprah Network. They have no filmmaking under their their, oh their thing, God. their TV station. My, so. my favorite thing to come out of all of this is when they had their earnings call on Thursday. Uh, screenshots of their slide presentation were, sh- were being floated around line. And there's a logo... Uh, up on the screen, similar to how Feige just the other week was doing his own splashy logos at Comic-Con. <laughs> There's a logo that says the 90 Day Fiance Universe. Mm-hmm. All of these like spin-offs that they've done of the show 90 Day Fiance, they now are considering it a universe, which I just thought was hilarious that this show for them is such a juggernaut that they're like, oh, it's printing money. We're doing yeah. spinoffs all over the place. It's just so funny that well, we've yeah. come to this point where you can call something I, like that a universe. I had to look up how much how dis, how much Discovery was worth because I'm like, how do they how do they merge with DC uh, or Warner Brothers? Right? I'm like, how the hell? I'm like, oh, it's all these all these channels everyone watches and fucking you know sinks their teeth into. So um, it's interesting. The other thing about this, you know, Walter Hamada said he almost left Warner Brothers after being told cancellation. A little dramatic um, for that. Like, why would you leave, like, the top position at Warner Brothers because it canceled one of your one of the movies that hadn't been out? I don't know. Well, I, I, would, I would imagine a lot of this could be strategical of, like, leave before you get fired. I mean, that's what happens when these big companies merge. You don't need... Uh, double the amount of people at the top anymore. You slash those people, well, they've already... and you slash a lot of numbers. So it might not always happen right away, right? I feel yeah. like with these bigger, higher ups, there's a little bit more time. There's a little bit more runway before decisions are made. But 
uh, yeah, well, I would be curious to I, see what happens. I would disagree because if you get like a, they have severance packages in these these conferences. If you quit, you don't get those severance packages. I think he'd be smart to say, but like, I want to know like if there's truth to this outside of any financial reason, right, or anything like that. Like, they're they're cutting you and you're upset. Why would you leave? Like like, wouldn't you want to probably come back and maybe work? I I don't know. That's me. Whatever. Um, they've also removed, um, he said they're not doing a 45-day window on movies to HBO Max from WB, uh, which I think is a slap in the face, considering, like, everybody's doing that. Like, even, like, Marvel, Disney, uh, higher, higher yeah, level, it, Paramount. Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, are you not making your streaming service your priority or, or not? Like, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And it is strange because when you think about, like, Discovery Plus, like, I think Discovery Plus, like they said, it's going to merge with HBO Max next yeah. year, I think summer 2023. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Discovery has a lot of this reality, unscripted programming, merging it with a lot of the scripted content that's in the HBO Max library, which is very, very good and a very lengthy yeah. catalog. It Combined, it makes a very, very enticing package, right? And, and I get that. But when you look at like numbers and success, HBO Max has been performing much better than Discovery. So it is kind of yeah. interesting to see, well, now the people that were in charge of the strategy behind Discovery are now in charge of HBO Max. So what's going to happen here? Yeah. I mean, I suppose Discovery was growing, but it was not at the same uh, yeah. echelon it, that HBO Max was. If Look, I, I, HBO Max is one of my, my top favorite streaming services out there right now. Like, literally, hands down easy. Uh, it, Paramount Plus probably gets more playtime in our house right now as background noise because of the Nickelodeon content. Um, but HBO Max, great, awesome by far. However, this news alone has made me consider: Do I even want to continue a con- like a continual subscription to them, or will I only subscribe when I want to going forward? Because I'm like, th- obviously, I feel like I, as an HBO Max person. They're probably going to rename it. I feel I feel alienated. Like we just got this up for you. We've been promoting you. Why are you going to like go through and destroy it and or do whatever um, to get the discovery <laughs> name at the front of it, kind of thing? Yeah, so. it makes me. It does really make me wonder what they're going to do. Right? I would think a good business person would probably put a lot of surveys and feelers out there in the world of like maybe what's yeah. the best name for this. Uh, the cynical side is just like, oh, we're going to call it like Discovery Max, which I think is kind of dumb because I think HBO has the most prestige behind it, the words itself right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing, maybe they just call it Max, right? Because yeah. you could at least, you know, preserve kind of like that branding that you've been sticking around. Uh, or maybe Discovery, you know, they'll be like, okay, we don't have to be the lead dog let's just throw discovery inside of hbo max kind of like how when you're inside of disney plus and you can see like a nat geo tab right yeah. you know maybe maybe that's a possibility i'm not 100 percent sure but we won't know that for a while those are just kind of little things uh but yeah what but, a wild flipping news week for all of this yeah, yeah definitely concerning uh if you're a fan of this it just feels like someone new got put in and they're just making sweeping decisions because they can and i I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down with that yet, but you know, I think you know, I'll give it six months and see kind of what's what's in the pipeline for everybody. Um, this also, like I said earlier, gave people a lot of reason to be concerned for like other superhero projects, right? Like if mm-hmm. Batgirl's not safe, nothing's safe. A lot of people reach out to James Gunn, uh, like, hey, Peacemaker season two, what's going on? Like, you have a contract to do like five shows over there. Uh, what, what's happening, Peacemaker? He's like, hey. 
it's safe uh, on his Twitter. He's like, it's fine. We're, we're going to keep doing this. Um, that's what he knows at this moment, right? Like you said, creatives don't always know the the yeah. status of everything until it comes down. Um, another one that I thought was funny because there's actually Adult Swim Festival going on this weekend. I don't know if you knew that, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dave Willis, one of the creators of Aqua Teen, was reached out. And he's like, look, Aqua Teen Forever, Plantasm is the name of the movie. He's like, it's safe, and if it's not safe, I'm going to do a screening for free in my backyard kind of thing. <laughs> um, also, with I'm just going to drop this in here because it dropped today. They are doing a Blu-ray slash digital release on November 8th and HBO Max in 2023. So um, as an Aquatine fan, that's huge for me. And mm-hmm. I was going to tell you, because you mentioned that Paul Walter Hauser is a voice of a character in the movie as well. Um, yes. So, I love that guy. He's my new favorite. Yeah. He's like... He like he's not replacing people that I love on this show like Carl Urban. I'm just adding him to the shelf yeah, next yeah. to the likes of Carl Urban. Exactly. So I was like I was like I was gonna tell you the top show. I'm like I'll I'll save it for when I had the Aquatine <laughs> note. So nice. Um, yeah, I figured I figured, figured you'd enjoy that. So yeah, Peacemaker working on that. Uh, the other thing confirmed this week, and I think this is very much related to some of this, is Joker to Foley uh, do uh, release dates confirmed October fourth. 2024 uh which yeah not not surprising i i know the batwoman uh, the batgirl news sorry batgirl or batwoman I batgirl yeah i know the batgirl news is very surprising and our best general judgment for a normal human out there would be why would you can a movie that's so close to being finished to begin with right mm-hmm. but for all other decisions i feel like moving forward when it comes to hbo slash hbo max it's just going to be common sense right like peacemaker one of the biggest streaming shows season one that's yeah. not getting canceled that's dumb james right? Gunn is uh, on top of the nerd <laughs> world right now like give him more stuff like yeah guaranteed J- yeah, Joker, like probably one of the only things DC has made in recent memory to get the critical acclaim. We're not going to mm-hmm. talk about the Oscar for the Suicide Squad and costume design. That is a technical glitch in the Matrix. That's like a multiverse folding over onto itself that that even happened, right? Yeah. Uh, so not taking anything away from the costume designers, but the fa- it's just it's wild to imagine that movie was at the Oscars. Anyway, yeah, if there's something that's like really knocking it out of the park, I think during their earnings call they had like a splash screen of the their the HBO Max show The Flight Attendant which just wrapped its second season so it's safe to assume that that's also going to get a third season you wouldn't lead your presentation with that if you're planning on canceling it so mm-hmm. if there's something I in, on HBO slash HBO Max that's just like killing it it's probably going to be safe. Uh, It's going to be more of kind of like these smaller shows. Like, unfortunately, uh, there's a Max original called uh, Minx that was all about uh, a woman back in the 70s who created the the first, like, uh, uh, woman's porn magazine. It's a really, really good show, but it is, like, slightly niche, so I I would be saddened if it didn't get a second season. But I would assume something like that might be on the chopping block, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not surprised to see that Joker yeah. has been confirmed. Yes, confirmed for Lucy. Lady Gaga also shared the post confirming her involvement, leaning into possibly the rumors that this is a musical coming out even more. Does that... It doesn't really go against the first Joker, right? It was very musically inclined. There's the whole dancing scene, right, mm-hmm. that people remember. So I don't think it's as bad. It's just... Um, a lot of questions for a sequel that you know feel like the first movie kind of ended on a good note um, mm-hmm. to see where this kind of kind of goes. So um, correct yeah. me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember. It's been a minute since I've seen Joker. He is 
he ends that movie in jail, right? At the very end. Yeah, like like, he's in like he's like no, I think he's driving the car, isn't he? Uh, or he's riding the car uh, to jail, and, like the riots are going on around it. Something I I I swear the last scene he's in like a padded type of cell because I feel like I'm remembering like a dolly shot with a camera kind of going down a hallway, then it kind of goes yeah because like, he, the glass like door. he's getting interviewed. He's like the, he's yeah, like yeah, how yeah, are yeah. you or whatever kind of thing. Um, okay. Yeah, um, but he's like running through the hall because was it a Sinatra song? I think they're playing while he's running through the halls. So yeah. Yeah. He's got to bust out of jail somehow. Maybe yeah. Lady Gaga is going to bust him out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's joking time should have been the name of this one, like <laughs> Joker two. Um, but anyway, yep, uh, Joker, October fourth, twenty twenty four. The Flash, the TV series. I think this is now related to this news about DC, uh, even mm-hmm. though this is a CW show. The Flash is ending its series with a shortened season nine of only like fourteen, thirteen or fourteen episodes. Um, and it literally is ending two weeks before the Flash movie comes out, Mike. I feel the coincidence here is not to be ignored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is wild. The Flash, uh, I will, instead of just doing what I always do with uh, CW superhero shows and just, like, talk down on them for a losing quality, you know, after the third or fourth season, I will say very successful run for The Flash, mm-hmm. you know, I guess pun intended uh right i mean to make nine seasons of a superhero show that is extremely effects heavy and just kind of even though you end up kind of with the same set of powers you know you can't really keep giving barry new abilities every single episode and this was back in the day when seasons are were 20 plus episodes long right so Applause for and them it, for going that long. They had villains of the week for seasons. Remember, King Shark got his introduction in, in yeah. the Flash. It was wild. I have to say, it was bristling the Arrowverse at the beginning, right? When the Flash came out, Arrow was running. We had these crossover events. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was great. It was a, a time unlike any other before. But I think with the Flash ending, all of these other projects, superhero related, will probably be suns be sunset you know Uh, expect like superman to go next right so superman is not related to this anymore the arrowverse um superman lois is not connected so this is technically the last arrowverse show to to exist on here yeah, I suppose, but because uh, uh, Star similar... Girl's, Star Girl's another one as well. I was yeah, about very similar in audience though. So I would imagine there is a, a big pivot coming for the CW. They're gonna maybe even rename their network, which is not shocking. Try, I feel like the sell, CW right? has CW has had like a thousand different names in my lifetime. So uh, expect a pivot there like no other, especially. I don't even know who owns the CW. I guess it's Discovery now, right? No, no. CW's not owned by WB. CW's an independent broadcast network. They were trying to sell a couple months ago. Remember, they were like, please buy us. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I don't. somebody's going to buy them. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, no, but uh, Nothing yet to change. But, you know, the, the Flash, again, I sent this to Mike, literally started a week before or a week after the Flash movie was originally announced. And it's ending <laughs> nine seasons two weeks before that movie even hits theaters if it hits theaters um, oh my god <laughs> the, the question I have Mike will the ending of the flash tie into this movie at all do you think there's a chance snowball's chance in hell that this two weeks is being used to tie these together oh shit I mean <laughs> right, I don't like, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I was in charge of the CW flash TV show like you know it was you know the creative DNA was currently in me at the moment I wouldn't want to end 
you know, my TV show just laddering up to a movie. Like, I would want to end it on my own terms with my own characters. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe throw in, like, a little Easter egg at the very end to hint towards, like, more adventures for Flash-esque characters. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, that kind of tie-in that we saw before where Ezra Miller shared the screen with uh, Grant Gustin. Uh, but who well, the, flipping they, they, knows they anymore, did, remember? Chris? You, you remember? Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah when like, they like, shared a screen. Like, so, I'm like, saying that won't happen again. <laughs> well, they ended the season with that note, right? Wasn't that like the end of a season or something? Or maybe just an episode? No, it was just during a crossover okay. event when like Barry was going as fast as he possibly could yet again. And he basically ran past Ezra Miller in a way. So Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it, it's interesting. I don't think these two, the CW and this will be related, um, right? They, they try not to connect them, but, like, there's, I, I feel like someone somewhere up above is like, we need to do this. Synergy, right? Like, <laughs> we need to, or, and I don't think this will happen, Grant Gustin would be the Flash who takes over the movie universe, right? Like, people want that. It won't happen, but, like, people are clamoring for it, so. That would be amazing. I mean, he's earned it. Yeah. Grant Gustin has earned that promotion. Yeah, exactly. It, it He seems to be not a troublesome star to have around um, for that. All right, let's get off DC. Let's talk about something else. Like, I'm going to be surprised. I'm just going to tell you about Andor's first official trailer dropped. And I don't know where the hell Cassian Andor exists in this universe. And I don't care whether or not because this actually impressed the hell out of me, Mike, on this trailer. Yeah, this is uh, the – this. you might as well retitle this saying starring uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Exactly. It's like his trailer. It's like his show, which is funny because usually if, like, you have a character that you know is going to die and maybe you're trying to kind of – pivot this show maybe towards another star mm-hmm. to continue it on you would think it would be like a younger more popular well-known star but like yeah. no it seems like this is going to be like Stellan Stel- Skarsgård's show <laughs> well everyone has different hair and facial hair at different points in this trailer at one point Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> looks like a literally like he's in the senate like a senate person mm-hmm. and later on he's like you know grizzled with the shorter hair um, none of this mo- show was filmed in the volume also by the way Mm-hmm. All practical sets if they can build them or green screen. Um, I I I I will say this: Andor as a character is not interesting. This show, what I'm seeing without Cassie and Andor, looks very interesting. Yeah, um, a lot of I, different locales that that opens with the Star Destroyer in low orbit over a over a mountain range. I mean. Yeah, I, d- I do say we should probably be plating up the crow and eating it just a little yeah. bit because I feel like we've been broken records saying like, we're not excited for this show and all of a sudden this trailer comes yeah. along. I mean, the biggest positive quality that I've given to Rogue One, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is like basically the same creatives that made Rogue One mm. that are doing Andor, right? I don't I think, think it's the same. I don't think I thought so. it was the same director or at least producer. Uh, but the best thing about Rogue One, it was the only Star Wars property I'd ever watched where it truly felt like a war was happening, and it looks like we're getting more of that here. But also, my uh, my prequelitis that aches inside of my body started throbbing, though, when I watched the trailer, because I'm seeing all these desperate souls trying to rise up and, you know, defeat the Empire, right? Yeah. And, like, not only do I know, you know, what they end up achieving, which I guess 
more locally towards these characters is getting the Death Star plans, right? Yeah. They do end up defeating the Empire. Very, very fun, right? Happy story. No, not actually, <laughs> because after the Empire's defeated, this weird other fraction of it rises up yeah. and creates a bigger uh, Death Star that's inside of a planet, and then, you know, it's just a, it's just very... There's, like, yeah. no definitive winning that ever happens in the Star Wars universe anymore. Yeah. There's, like, no happy endings, which I, I suppose is something that Ryan Johnson was trying to, uh, you know, uh, Tell explore people. In, in, yeah. in his movie, right? But it's just, like, I feel like there is going to be a part of me where, like, oh, my gosh, these characters, they're so triumphant. They're putting their life on the line. It seems like there's going to be a lot of political intrigue it's- of just, like, these normal people, you know, normal yeah. for the most part, like, putting their reputation and lives on the line just to, like sneak messages through and stuff and it's just like okay great all of this in a hundred years means nothing they're just going to keep blowing up more planets so that's just what it's like to live in this star wars universe well it it is wars it's in the title uh for it so that's good i also looked up andor was uh rogue one was written by tony gilroy and five episodes of andor of the total written by tony gilroy Mm -hmm. gareth edwards directed it that's what i was thinking of so um he's not involved with the directing all right. Well, the writing's going to be on point. It looks yeah. like we're getting the same looks, tone of show. It looks it's again great because it's not focused on Cassie and Andor. What I see here, like literally, mm-hmm. there's the planets look fantastic. We get to see some interior stuff of Coruscant, some other different looking planets that aren't sand planets. Mike, I know you hate sand planets right oh, now. Oh, fucking hate them, Chris. Um, and you know, again, Mon Mothma. She's like, they're not gonna know what I'm doing because you know, I'm I'm being annoying in the Senate. They're not gonna know what I'm doing somewhere else at the same time. I I, I really liked it. It was I like you said, cue up the microwave, throw the crow in it because we might be might be chewing our, um, chewing on that <laughs> later. Uh, big news here: it's been delayed a month um, to September 21st, but they're dropping three episodes for us uh, on September 21st rather than one. Yeah, got to dig that hook in Mm -hmm. and possibly catch back up to their normal release schedule. Maybe that's actually more of what's happening here. But, you know, keep that crow. Save me some leftovers because I got to eat it here again in this next segment. Because if anybody had editing skills out there, they could probably just put a nice little um, piece together, a supercut, if you will, of me saying Charlie Cox will never appear again Mm -hmm. as Daredevil. He is done with the role and everyone is done with Netflix. Wrong, 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 wrong. (laughs) Because not only this is just the one bit of news that uh, we'll start with this uh, one then. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So um, we have our first official Disney Plus image of Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil in the yellow suit. We get to see his face this time. It's not just you know the camera moving up to unveil him. This is him, red suit, yellow helmet, classic colors, Mike. he doesn't know what colors they are. He's blind, but we can see them right here. They are yellow <laughs> yeah. um, from that official clip right here. This it's, is awesome. It's sick, it's sick, right? I mean, the Daredevil suit in the Netflix show looked really, really good, right? But I feel like this is the suit plussed up, right, with a little bit more extra budget. Like, let's put in these grooves on the helmet. Let's put these couple little buckles and extra straps and bix- and a little bit of, like, mixed media throughout the, the suit, what we're seeing. This looks very, very premium. Looks like something hopefully we'll be seeing on the big screen 
two mm-hmm. one day, right? Yeah. You know, it's great seeing Charlie Cox return. Because I, I do need to say, I loved him as Daredevil. I just thought the way the landscape looked, he probably wouldn't be returning. So I have to say, I'm happy to see him back. Glad to see Charlie under the hood yeah. again. Yeah. And I, yeah, maybe he's got to be on that battle planet someday, right? You know, right. Well, uh, the- secret... Secret Wars. Right? Secret I was getting confused yeah. with Secret Invasion Secret, in my yeah. head. Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. I want to see him on the Black well, Battle Planet fighting some fools. And, and before that, he's got 18 goddamn episodes of his own, Mike. Uh, yes. On top of this, um, uh, and, and he'll be an Echo, so like... You're about to get your Charlie Cox Daredevil. Know what? So. Know what would be clever? I I just kind of uh, thought about this because I was uh, in a long car drive earlier this weekend. You know, just pondering the state of the MCU as I always do, and I was thinking, okay, Charlie Cox, what kind of story are they going to tell with Daredevil? Right? You know, if he is, if this is a totally different incarnation of the character, you know, we got to spin up a brand new story, and I, like, how is that going to feel? Right? It's not hard to like reboot a character with a new story but not often does that character still exist technically within a very similar reality Mm. of a previous character that we've watched already so i'm kind of curious and speculating maybe there'll be some sort of like maybe multi-dimensional like confusion or amnesia or something maybe these 18 episodes he'll be like keying into like some flashbacks that he never experienced that maybe happened in the netflix show as well i think i I, 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 it's just it's just conjecture i don't think it's necessarily going to happen but like how do you make 18 episodes right right? there's got to be some sort of through line going there 18 episodes again called born again so what does this mean for him Uh, you know they like to take titles from comic series they don't have to follow the actual comic. And book where's his this. buddy, Foggy? Well, I, one I, of the I, one of the standout characters. You, Is he going to return in any way? They'll they'll answer your questions, and I'm sure they'll answer them very soon for sure. <laughs> but like again, as we know, um, these are variants. I don't think they'll. I, sorry to uh, to disagree with your multiversal fog, whatever. He wasn't transported over, but like you know, they're variants. It's fine. Um, but how much? You know, Chris, uh, if you were a little bit more enlightened, maybe looked up to the skies you know when uh mercury is in retrograde don't you just ever feel like you can feel your other life vibrating inside of you your past lives something on another dimension well actually this is actually real that could in fact happen that if matt murdoch in this show dreams he could factually dream the netflix show that is canon that is absolutely 100 percent canon he could fall asleep and dream a Netflix episode that we've already watched, and that would mm-hmm. not need to be explained in any other greater detail. Well, we, Maybe that's what this actually is. It's we, only really like nine episodes, but they're just going to replay some Netflix episodes yeah, as dreams. I'm, they're just going to cut him go falling asleep and waking up. All right, I want to reel you back in. Uh, none of that's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, but, again, I don't know how much of a retelling of his origin and Wilson Fisk's origin do we need. Do we just pick up they already have beef with each other? What what does that look like? Are they are we going to get a lead in through Echo? Right, that's that's what it's going to come out to. However, this is not Daredevil. This is She Hulk. Um, she Hulk. Uh, bad news, Mike. It was delayed by a whole day. So <laughs> all nine episodes of She Hulk will be going to Thursdays starting next August eighteenth. Interesting. Um, which will also overlap with Andor, which is dropping on Wednesdays. So it seems like they're. They're playing with the schedule a little bit more as they kind of put shows out. 
right? Like, so they could be a little worried that maybe they thought they would kind of do the old school television model with Miss Marvel, right? Of like, let's put these things on the same night so we can kind of have that cross audience pollination. Well, that only works, right? Um, when you have no control over when things start on a time slot, right? But we have total control over it. So maybe they're like, well, we don't want to cannibalize the audience for She-Hulk at all in any yeah. given way. So let's just move it to I, a different night. I wouldn't even say it's audience. I mean, I always watch both. I think it also might be news cycles, right? Like mm-hmm. trying to compete your news with your other news on the same day pushes them down. So which one gets the, the, the actual headline of mm-hmm. that day when you get online? So um, this isn't a problem. It's just another day. And then when after, once um, September 21st rolls around, you can have Andor one day, She-Hulk the next. We'll be fine. This will be totally fine. So check that. However, this Wednesday, I Am Groot will be dropping on Disney+. Plus. All, all five episodes on Wednesday. It's like 20 minutes. You're not going to lose any time watching these, Mike. You'll, you, you can wake up and even watch them before you go to work if you really want to. So you can talk <laughs> about them at the water cooler. Uh, I'm going to jump into some fan art here. We don't normally bring in fan art. However, mm-hmm. this fan art for Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania supposedly shows the movie design for MODOK that was based on the San Diego Comic-Con presentation. Mm. Um, it kind of, uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I don't know what to make of this. Um yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing that you have to balance, right? Like Modoc is a very visually striking character. Like if I was going to see Modoc in Guardians of the Galaxy, be a little less of a stretch, right? But it's a very large cranium with a tiny body, very jarring look. So, you know, we see the character here in kind of more of a cybernetic form. Yeah, uh, it looks robot-y. like there. It looks like there's like there's meat underneath there, right? Yeah. So uh, I could see the helmet coming off at some point in time, and you know Paul Rudd will make some sort of quip of how weird this mm-hmm. character looks. But yeah, seeing Modok hit the big screen—that's exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. So uh, there's there's two thought processes here. One that is actually you know Yellow Jacket um, from the first Ant Man movie when he shrunk down to the the microverse or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like because you see his head go last like this is what he looks like when he shrinks down there um and this is how he was able to stay alive or i've also heard the, the rumor that jim carrey is playing this version of whoa Modoc. so is it a voice would... only kind of thing um, oh maybe well even if it was i mean the character would be entirely cgi anyway so you could kind of just maybe mocap Jim Carrey to bring yeah. in the facial performance and it would look visually yeah. look different. Um, yeah, so he's got the big red eyes, um, big jewel in the top of his head. He looks like he has like literally, it looks like the Ant-Man logo on his chest, right? Like the the Pym Tech logo on his yeah. chest there. Yeah, so. maybe a little bit. He kind of just looks like if uh, Ultron started like a robot gang, like this uh-huh. would just be like one of uh, Ultron's like, you know, diverse friends. So, uh, yeah, we still see. It looks, I, I believe it's a helmet because we can kind of see the humanoid appendages coming yeah. out. So I better see some face under there yeah, at some point Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what this looks like in action. Uh, it was a little bit in the leaked trailer we watched, but not enough to, to pull from this at all. So mm-hmm. um, very, very excited to, to see that. Uh, next up for uh, concept art that was never brought to fruition is for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have a scene of 616 Baron Moro literally being decapitated um, by, um, what, what's her name? Scarlet Witch. Um, <laughs> so 
very interesting look here, Mike. Um, again, there's a note here. Dele this was a, a, a deleted scene, so deleted scenes don't count, so don't get your hopes up. They can still use them whenever they want to, but very interesting look here. Uh, yeah, I, I would have been it. a great scene to include, right? Because we were wondering what happened to the Baron Mordo that said no more sorcerers. It seemed like he was very determined, right? So uh, seeing his head pop out of a i guess a dark dimension if you will no. severed decapitated was it too grim for a pg-13 audience i don't think so compared yeah. to what happened uh to the illuminati right yeah. maybe this was canned for runtime maybe it was canned for maybe we want the version of this character to come back actually uh maybe they saw it as maybe even slightly disrespectful in a way of like well we built the character up uh in a very earnest way in the first movie and to just kind of kill it off screen for just kind of shock effect mm -hmm. even though taika did that 100 percent at, at the beginning of thor uh, ragnarok with the warriors three but it's fun seeing storyboards. I don't often yeah. see storyboards for Marvel stuff, so it's just kind of cool to see it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, 100% very much um, something that could have happened. Uh, didn't use it, but that just means hopefully maybe they'll bring back uh, Mordo, uh, either one of his versions, uh, in the next movie, uh, right? Mm -hmm. 616 or the, um, was it 838 version that didn't, well, that wasn't killed by Wanda somehow because he was in a pit. Huh. All right, moving along. The Eternals 2 was seemingly confirmed by Patton Oswalt on a morning show this week. Uh, he's like, yep, Eternals 2 coming back. Uh, Chloe Zhao, uh, Zhao to direct it. Um, this is not anywhere announced so far, Mike. So, um, you know, I would say take it with a grain of salt. He could be confused um, about something, or it's possibly one of those upcoming announcements we'll see um, at D23. Yeah. It is an interesting move from Marvel, right? It, it's showing that they still believe in from the the commitment of the uh, the director, and who knows, maybe yeah. the screenwriter will yeah. end up changing. It, maybe they'll try to pivot a little yeah. bit in some way. Uh, I mean, because overall, we both agreed the um, the reception of the film. Uh, the negativity was extremely overblown, but we also yeah. didn't think the movie was particularly high tier when it, it comes to yeah, Marvel. Yeah, it's, it's a different genre of film in Marvel, right? Like, this is an, a, a, an artsy film in the MCU, but th there are ways that they can still use these characters and, and the director and stuff down the road. They, they just by going back in the past, it did nothing for us, right? It's the future yeah. we care about. So I would say the the most predictable outcome from a sequel of Eternals 2 is they will hold absolutely nothing back for the very first trailer of Eternals 2, mm -hmm. right? They're going to throw everything that they can at this movie and the marketing and the trailer to let you know this will be different than the last one that you saw. Trust us. I mean, we've even... I felt like the same way a little bit when it comes to the sequels to Ant-Man, especially Ant-Man 3. I mean, oh my God, they are plussing oh. up that third movie like crazy to make it seem like a totally different... Totally different, yeah. Like, exactly. So that's my expectation. Yeah. That first Eternals 2 trailer, they are going to show us... I would even wager to say a sliver of a corner of Galactus yeah. in a way, just to let everybody freak the hell out. Well, so I, I'm guessing they will go that big to get people to go I, out to the theaters. For I Eternals. think they'll cast Harry Styles as a full-time actor in this one, right, rather than a cameo, right? That's going to bring mm -hmm. in people. And two, very little of it will be set on Earth. Um, <laughs> like 
they like what there's one group of eternals in a spaceship and one group um i guess of eternal cersei was stolen by what's her name mm-hmm. the big thing but i also wouldn't be surprised if they have to fight clones that are not clones but the other copies of themselves in that like yeah. big machine thing so and we should have blade and the black knight kind of out in the world by then as well so yeah. like you said there will be more development from these characters and stories before we even get the sequel yeah. so and- yeah, I, 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 I would still watch an Eternals too without yeah. much griping. Yeah, and, and I think it's she she made the movie she wanted to make. It just wasn't what I think people were expecting to have. And, you know, Mike, we always talk about this. If you make something, it needs to have consequences later. We've just not seen these consequences yet. And when we looked at that um, timeline from what uh, was it in uh, Disney Plus Japan, I believe, um, Eternals is, like, the last movie in that whole list still. Like, we haven't got to the Eternals timeline yet. So, mm-hmm. very excited to see that. Um, this is hot off the press, Mike. This is, like, the hottest news you could get right now. Because uh, <laughs> Rosario Dawson is at C2E2 right now in a panel. And she apparently mm. confirms that John Bernthal, the Punisher, will return to the MCU. And she just found out about it, like, a couple days ago. So <laughs> Congratulations. Between, yeah, yeah. Between her and Pat and Oswald, what the hell's going on over there? Like, <laughs> are they are they doing this on purpose? Is it, you know, like, hey, this is how we test the waters? What's going on over there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is great. John Bernthal is an amazing uh, Punisher. Uh, I never really got around to watching um well actually did i watch the second season i don't know if that's a good or not that's probably more of a state of netflix than a state of the quality of the show in general you (laughs) and i both agreed these shows are ending they canceled them before they even came out why would we watch them right yes exactly it wasn't a a statement to the actor or the show it was just like we already know you're canceling why would we give you the watch yeah so he makes a great punisher uh, I can only assume, right, if this is kind of our, if we take this as truth, this is our, you know, second confirmation of a Netflix character coming back, let's just go ahead and make the most logical conclusion that we're getting them all back. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to see maybe some redemption for Danny Rand, right? See, uh, yeah. what was his name? Finn? Who's the actor that played him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like I, I disagree. Don't don't recast him. Because <laughs> like, he doesn't know martial arts, and I would much rather have an iron fist with martial arts against Shang-Chi. Maybe. I, wouldn't that be hilarious, yeah. though? They get the whole gang back together, and he's not he's yeah. not invited back. I mean, I mean, wow, if you were ever in uh, doubt whether or not your performance uh, was lacking, and, and that be, would be confirmation. There. I'm going to be bold here. I don't think Mike Coulter needs to return either. I don't. I don't think. I think we need another Luke Cage in the MCU. No, I love Mike Coulter. He's he can amazing. be like the only one quarter of his entire show was was good, and that was the first quarter with Cottonmouth, right? Marshall Ali, who is now Blade in the MCU. I, I think you can get another actor in for. If my dream theory holds true, that means Mike Coulter could come back as Luke Cage. He could meet Blade and be like, I think I've had a dream about you, but you weren't a vampire hunter. This is going to happen, Chris. They dream in Netflix. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like like it. I don't like where this is going at all. (laughs) But um, yeah, so Rosario Dawson confirmed this. You know, we we won't have any things. You know, I'm just going to go ahead. This is a, a great segue into our next point. I think all of this news that we're not getting right now or, or leaking a little bit will be confirmed at D23 in September, right? It's one month away, mm-hmm. I believe. September 10th, is that right? Sound right? Yeah. I think uh, 30 um, days is very close. Yeah. So Marvel Studios, this is a report, was to, to bring an epic D23 presentation. So 
are we going to get that 2025 calendar of shows movies reveal um revealed to us will there be actor reveals like this like you know is eternals 2 being slapped in there before battle world you know or secret wars like that'd be fantastic you know the celestials are involved with this king dynasty kind of thing be crazy um you know, with the the Punisher, and and maybe it is every Netflix actor coming back for Born Daredevil, Born Again being confirmed along the way. Maybe I don't know. I ex I expect the rest of that Phase Six timeline to be filled in for sure. That's got to happen at the convention. I wouldn't be shocked if we get cast confirmation for one, if not all, of the Fantastic Four just yeah. to get the cast out. Because the rumors are already swirling. I feel like they want to get ahead of it no matter what. Yeah, well, put what, that out there into the world. My, 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 the rumor I saw with Jason Siegel being the thing and then revealing him before the last couple episodes of She-Hulk because he's supposed to be in She-Hulk. Wouldn't that be wild? Like, that's what they're waiting for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sorry. That, that would that would be great, uh, and obviously I want wild card announcements, right? Yeah. You know, don't just fill in, you know, and show me the actors, show me something I didn't even know I wanted. Right. That would be great it's, as well. We've got a lot of sequels and follow ups coming up, right? Like, like not a lot of original movies on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So give us what's our next original project? Yeah. What's what is that going to be? I mean, I know last week we talked a lot about the legalese when it comes to announcing anything X-Men related, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the very least that they can do is just confirm again that it's coming and give us like a temp logo and that's it. And it'll be one of those things like when they announce the Fantastic Four, we got literally nothing else. We still, with Fantastic Four, only have, you know, really that little logo. Maybe they'll do that to us with the X-Men. When- but, you know, if the dates hold true... To what we talked about last week, we, we actually might have to wait for anything official out of X-Men. When did Fantastic Four, 2015, oh my gosh, the seven-year timeline for Fantastic Four is up this year, Mike. <laughs> like, literally, it was in 2015, so maybe this is why they're not announcing it yet. Is because maybe. they're waiting for the seven years. To, like, okay, now See, that that's up, we can say it now. This is it. Chris, we need to launch a Patreon just so we can hire an entertainment lawyer. I yes. swear, I just want somebody's time to be like, go look out and hunt down these contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, just read them over. Let us know what you know. We want our listeners in on the ground floor because that's what it all comes down to. With these big franchises, it's always a legal line somewhere on a document. So, yeah. fantastic for... Yes. Is do you have any dark horse guesses for D twenty three? Just something no, wild. Maybe? I mean, I I can't imagine. Like I'm I I'm I'm surprised we're getting so much as it is right now. Right? Like we are getting like mm-hmm. I I can't believe Namor is coming at the end of this year already. Like like mm-hmm. reading Namor and Black Panther in the same movie kind of thing. And I'm just sitting here thinking like what what do we have on my plate? Like what 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 books do I have that would just be mind blowing? Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a Disney Plus announcement that will shock us. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, what kind of series it could be, but it'll be one of those situations like, oh, wow, that's crazy. That's going to be a Disney Plus show. Uh, Maybe Young Avengers, even though we kind of are sussing something like that out a little bit. I would like Secret Warriors to tie along with Secret Wars, um, even though Mm -hmm. they're not related uh, in the comic books. Um, you know, what if we went... So Marvel has this line of comics called Squadron Supreme, which mm-hmm. is their their take on, um, essentially, DC characters, right? Like, that's their version of them, is the Squadron Supreme. And they're kind of actually, like, more brutal, like the, the boys kind of ask kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. what if they did, like, hey, because... Like, uh, they, the Squadron Supreme showed up in 
um, the incursion storyline that led to Secret Wars. So what if they do a a short mini series on Squadron Supreme? Like that's the announcement we get. Like yeah, we're gonna shoot Maybe. another universe before it's completely collapsed on in on itself. Well, um, we put it out there in the world. We have. What, roughly four more weeks to keep yeah. making these uh, guesses, so we'll try to we'll try yeah. to throw one out every week, and hopefully we'll we'll nail something by D twenty three. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hope I, I just need to sit and think about it, right? Like I'm still I'm still Comic Con brain, so I'm gonna have to come mm-hmm. back and take a look at it. But um, yeah, well, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna cut this one off here. I am so tired. I've got to edit this and then get going to bed to make up for all the steps we did this weekend and all the good <laughs> times. Mike, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you, buddy? Oh, follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with your tired ass. Where yeah. can they find you? Oh my gosh, I'm dragging it at Valdan on Twitter, V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I'll probably post my photos this, during this week sometime uh, as I'm kind of going through my camera library. Uh, people know more about the show, what we're doing, what we're up to, when we're not going to be able to review Batgirl, where they can't find that. <laughs> where can they? We're going to do all that stuff. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet for everybody out there. Just visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for everything Superhero Slate. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you listen to find podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Let us know your thoughts and feelings of the show. We love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe.